right. Welcome to part two of my discussion with Missy Sherber. I have Missy on the phone. Part two. Part two. Here we Here go. Here we are. And I prefaced this on the first episode before we released it, but we recorded this first episode. You know, my my intention going in was to, you know, I feel like, you know, Missy has been unfairly, you know, miscategorized. And, and I don't know if people really understand based on everything I've heard throughout my travels, what she really does on a day-to-day basis. So I really wanted to get into, you know, just how much she does and her thoughts on running a business. And so that was my intention. And then we talked yesterday about maybe it didn't come across like that. And she had some thoughts and she was a little upset about, you know, why do I have to defend myself when no one else does and, and what being a woman in the industry is like. So we wanted to create a part two to this, actually addressing you know yeah. her concerns, what I learned through this, what she's learned through this, and try to continue this discussion. I think it it required a whole nother little conversation here. So that's the goal. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. It's going to be good. So I, I don't think, think I really, oh, no, you go, Aaron. Well, I think everyone's already heard the first episode. So yeah. I came into it, you know, asking basically, and my, my humor is pretty dry. So when I say most of everything I say is a complete joke. So when I said, you know, <laughs> what do you even do? You know, people think you just cook. That's me being jokingly. But I think we talked about that yesterday, why I had to ask that question. I think there's yeah. a lot of ignorance about what you actually do. Why did defending, why, you know, why did having to defend yourself right away, why did that upset you? Well, I think what's so interesting about part one of this episode is we didn't realize that in the first 10 minutes, of our episode, we captured the experience of men and women in construction. Yeah. You, 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 did, you unintentionally had bias. It made me frustrated. It made me want to back off and pull the episode. And I felt feelings of insecurity and I felt embarrassed of publicly experiencing bias and that made me want to back off. My response was really defensive rather than responsive. And I just think, wow, what, what an interesting thing that within 10 minutes of that episode, we captured the bias that's going to hinder change in our industry. To answer your question, I, I think I, I instantly felt defensive because I'm like, why do I have to explain myself? I'm a business owner. Yeah. Are you asking other business owners that are men, what do you actually do? Yep. Because I feel like when... When a man says, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm a business owner, the response to the question is, tell me about your business. And for me, you know, and what I'm finding out for women across the board in our industry, the answer when we say we're in construction is, well, what do you actually do? Yeah. You know, and yeah. this instant kind of, you have to prove yourself. And what was so great about our conversation yesterday is I went on Instagram and I asked women, what is their number one roadblock? And I think I'm at 78 women so far within a few hours of that saying, having to prove myself, being interrogated, not the assumption that, oh, she's here on a job site. She can do the work. It's the assumption of what do you actually do? And, and so the thing is, is as easy as women, like I did, Aaron, to be honest, I know you so well. And I got offended and upset and frustrated. Like... Aaron, you know what I do. Yeah. You've seen me bust my ass on the job site. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And what you were communicating was unintentional, but I got reactive and offended. And I wasn't able to 
kind of address it the proper way. And I think that's going to be the call to action on the women is what's your reaction to this bias? Because it is real. And what I learned from our conversation is it's unintentional. You, you know, it, it, it's just kind of in the back of men's head. It's a natural reaction that they're going to have to work on and change. But I think women are going to have to work on not getting insecure, not getting embarrassed or frustrated, but kind of pushing through that roadblock and saying, I'm here to do the work. What do you do? You know, yeah. <laughs> what do you actually, what do you do on the job site? Let's do the work together. And so I really like that we captured that. And again, at first I was embarrassed that I was publicly experiencing bias and I didn't want that out there, but you really inspired me, Aaron, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think men and women in construction are going to have to go there. Men are going to have to get comfortable defending women, Mm -hmm. accepting them on the job site immediately women are going to have to get comfortable pushing through that bias in a positive way and having those hard conversations like you and I had yesterday that really brought about change from my perspective. But I want to know from you, like after I <laughs> called you and was like, I'm frustrated and I was so nervous to call you. I was like, what if Aaron doesn't want to talk to me anymore? I mean, the insecurities came through like, oh, I don't want to seem emotional, da, da, da but this is so real. I have to have this conversation with him. And I'm so curious, like, what did you think? What were your kind of, what was your knee jerk reaction to that phone call? Of, well, yo, I think I want to pull this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was surprised because I came at it. Like I didn't, I don't really have that, that bias with you. I, I probably have it with many yeah. other people. I don't have it with you. I came at it from a very, genuine joking sense based on the overwhelming majority of what I've heard about you from others who uh, other people who even like you, but just don't under or just ignorant to what you actually do. So that's, that's where I came about. But that bias did show through overall because I didn't even realize it was a problem. (laughs) I thought, I thought the entire interview was awesome. So when you called me, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like I really had to step (laughs) back because I was like, yeah. I was stoked after this podcast, after that interview. It was, I was awesome. I, yeah, I'm super, I'm just, I'm really, really excited about it. But I had to step back and, you know, take myself away from that excitement and, and my agenda behind it and look at, okay, so why is Missy feeling this way? And it, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's, you know, why the hell do I have to defend myself when everyone else, that wasn't my first question for anyone else. It makes a lot of sense. I think, like we talked about, it was a great conversation. I think this whole situation and why we're creating another podcast is to just show that, you know, we're human too. You know, you have your yeah. insecurities. I have my insecurities. I'm trying to figure my shit out. You're trying to figure your shit out. And that's, and we're uncomfortable. I mean, that our conversation yeah. yesterday was very uncomfortable. I mean, you were, you were clearly yeah. uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable because I was caught off guard by it, but I think that's yeah. where where change originates from is that discomfort. And that's the only way we're going to make anything better in this industry as a whole. And then in the topic of, you know, women in the industry, I think it, both parties are going to have to get really uncomfortable to, to actually make any kind of change. Yeah. And what do we do when we get feel, feel, I want to know from you, you know, because I was uncomfortable and then you probably went through that shift of being uncomfortable. That's what's going to happen in a lot of these conversations as we talk about this in the industry yeah. where a lot of us are going to get uncomfortable on both sides. 
and you inspired me to get comfortable with that. Like, how have you gotten to that place or why is it important to you that we get comfortable being very uncomfortable? It's like, I listen to a lot of very successful people in all different regards, read a lot of biographies and, and written by people that have done shit in their lives, any form of success, you know, and in this case, you know, getting more, I guess, defining success would be getting more women into the industry and getting more young people yeah. into the industry as a whole. It originates from discomfort. You have to do away with those old school mentalities and that's really uncomfortable. And I think this, in, this industry has been plagued by that just that sense of comfort in the way it's always been. And so yeah, this is, yeah, absolutely right. this is just a facet of that conversation about, you know, Hey, the way we've done everything for the past 40, 50 years is not the way forward. It's just, and I think right. we're at a point in time in construction specifically in the blue car world specifically where things need to change. It's just the, sure. the numbers are there. The, the dollars are there. It, there's a, it, there's a significant need to be uncomfortable. And yeah. so I've had to train, you know, starting a business, you know, this, you're a business owner too. You just kind of have to train yourself to jump in, be uncomfortable and see what happens. Yeah. So you're really almost kind of saying that part of the workforce development solution is being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that goes for not just women, but youth, young people, the next gen, I imagine they experience bias as you're young, what can you actually do? I know I watched Trevor go through that bias when he first started the business. And that's why I worked so hard or I had to work hard to market and sell him because he was so young and people are like, does he even know what he's doing? And really he was a master and an expert at dirt and earthwork and how to, you know, site develop, which he had grown up around. So I think these biases, both for youth and both for women, like you said, we're going to have to get uncomfortable and have these conversations or the workforce won't get tapped into. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the dollars are your motivations. The dollars will be lost. You will get left behind. There's so many situations like, yeah, I'm a male, but there's, you know, the first time I ever walked onto a job site, I was made fun of immediately. Um, you know, Keaton and I, we talked about just being young in the industry. Like you just said, uh, I talked with Don Collier yeah. about, you know, he was the only white guy with a full Hispanic crew. I've been there too. I walk on job sites today yeah. with a camera. I'm immediately an outcast. No one wants to talk to me or even look at me because I am not like them. <laughs> and I'm not saying we have to, as an industry, I don't think the solution is, you know, getting more soft on people and, you know, not making no. fun of people at the end of the day. But I think, you know, there is a middle ground and I think we need to step back and actually think about what the other person's experiencing and give them a chance yeah. to prove themselves yeah. before we just sit there and immediately judge them. Absolutely. I think the judgment is a huge component that we have to fight both as men and women. I mean, if, a, if the first tendency for a male is what do you actually do? I think also the first tendency in a woman is to immediately walk on site and we feel judged before we've even been judged or yeah. we start judging the men are they looking at me? Do they think I'm capable? And I think women have to fight that as well. We it, Really, we have to just look at the dynamic of teams. I mean, teamwork is powerful. Every industry will say that. You know, sport shows that. It's like team is what makes this industry work. And that team can be diverse and still get the job done. And I think it's 
it's important for us to really look at, am I comfortable with that? And if I'm uncomfortable, can I talk about that? I just think it's interesting too, because corporate research points to diversity, you know, brings on more conflict, but in the end, it brings on more innovation. Yep. And like you said, this industry has done things the same way for so long. Well, it's been male dominated for so long. So what kind of unique things can we do as an industry when we diversify, when we add women, Hispanics, minorities to the mix? You know, why have we been doing things the same way for so long? Could part of that problem be it's been white male dominated for so long? Yes, there's been great things, but we're, we need to, we need the innovation, which to me says we need the diversity, yeah, right? A hundred percent. And I think... One of the things I didn't really realize, and you've brought this to my attention and Christina has brought this to my attention, you know, especially with her posts lately, is that judgment and that bias is often nonverbal, right? Like, like she's talked about this, like she just walks on a job site and you can just feel it. Is that your experience too? Most definitely. You, you feel like the questions, right? What are you doing here? What can you do? And if you want me to be completely honest, I'd say I've had to fight that bias myself sometimes. I've interviewed, I, I've had to think about this last night after we talked, like, you know what? I think I have some bias that's unintentional. When I interview my guys, you know, or our guys, you know, Trevor and I's company, when we interview guys, the guys come in, this is what we do, da, da, da. Okay, perfect. Let's put you in a role. I've had two interviews with women who were younger and I was kind of like, okay, can I wanted to dig deeper into their resume? And I'm like, Oh, why Mm. (laughs) is it because they're female? Is it because they're young? Is this an unintentional bias on all of our parts that we're, we're going to have to work on. And Christina's absolutely right. It's the feeling, you know, women don't want to feel that. And if that means men have to go above and beyond to make them feel welcome just for this season of transition, you know, we don't want you to change or be different. We want men to be themselves on the job site, but yeah. we may have to kind of break through these barriers a little with more conversation, you know, it's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think that change isn't as ag- aggressive as people think it is either. Like, like, and uh, you know, Christina had a post and she doesn't, I don't think, you know, you or Christina or anyone in the industry that's a woman wants, you know, the joking to stop or, wants, you know, things to be softer or less difficult. Like you guys love all of that. It's just, you know, you also want, you know, just a little bit more understanding and a little bit more open-mindedness. It's, but it's, it's not much, like you're really not asking for very much, right? No, it's, it's truly is. It's like stay the same because the women in construction that I have been friendships with, I mean, we swear, we joke, we think the way men joke on the job site is hilarious. We're not offended by that. We, we, we enjoy that camaraderie so much. I enjoy that with Trevor. I mean, Trevor and I have that camaraderie on the job site of joking and, and making fun of things and, and it works. But what we don't want is to have to prove that we can do the work, mm-hmm. you know, be yourself, but trust the moment you see us, you know, that we can do the work. And Christina brought up a great point. We're kind of like unicorns right now. We're just it's so rare to see us on a job site yeah. that you're going to have to instantly work on that. Oh, do I have to behave now? Do I have to stop joking? You know, can she actually do the work? What is she doing here? Is she the secretary? We understand it's rare to see us, but let's just own that and move forward. 
let's keep joking, let's be ourselves, but let's make the assumption that she can do the work. You mm-hmm. know, that's the best assumption you can make when you see a woman in construction is she can do the work, let's go. You know, that's badass. Here we are. Here yep. comes innovation. Here comes here comes change to this team. And maybe there's men in the industry who are frustrated on their position or not being able to climb the ladder you know, or get to where they want to be. And it might be the woman on the team that hears them and goes back to their superiors and says, Hey, what about so-and-so? You know, we're not threatened by team. We're not threatened by others ability because we've been held back by for so long. Mm. We're going to also see other people's ability and say, Hey, I know that's what it's been for me within our company is I've got a Trevor and said, Hey, you know, Mitch felt comfortable to talk to me that, here's what he actually wants to do. What mm-hmm. about Mitch? Let's do this. Let's do that. And Trevor's like, Oh, I never even saw that or thought that I'm just focused on the work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what if embracing women on the job site might actually even enhance the role of men in construction and where they're able to go? Cause we've been there where we've not been able to progress and we want everyone to make progress. Yep. But Interesting what thing to think of like, what kind of, what kind of conversations do you have with all, like you, you are arguably one of the most connected people in this industry and has been probably the most connected person in the industry with women, especially because I know my following's like 99% men and you, you're following probably as a lot more women than, than anyone else. Yeah. What yeah. kind of conversations do you have with these women? I mean, what, what, what do your messages look like? Cause you know, when, when I brought up that I've heard a lot of negative things about you, you, you know, argued like, well, I don't hear any of that. You know, I'm surrounded by all this great stuff and these great people having great conversations, very open. What, what are those conversations yeah. like? What, what do you talk about, uh, talk about with all these women working in the industry? I'm actually opening my DMs in Instagram right now as we're having this conversation. I think part of why I was so caught off guard with being asked that, like you said, is because you said people wonder what you do. And I'm like, all the DMs on my Instagram don't don't say that. Mm-hmm. They say that's badass. Oh my gosh, how did you do that? What did you do? A lot of my Instagram direct message interactions are women or men saying, "How'd you do that?" or "How'd you get brave enough to do that?" And then me responding and saying, "Okay, here's what I did. Here's mm-hmm. how I did it, and let me know how it goes for you." Um, the DMs are very supportive and celebratory of me being out on the job site, being in the city offices, being pregnant and doing that, you know, climbing through the job sites to to sell or to take pictures for our marketing campaigns. So my DMs are very supportive, very celebratory. I have not received any negative feedback, you know, on what I'm doing. And I think that's why I was caught off guard from you is, oh, there is negative out there. And I think where I could have really, where I can improve is being okay with that. There is negative out there. You know, yeah. I naturally want to just, Hey, let's just put out the positive. That's who I am as a person. But like you said, putting out the negative experiences brings change. Yeah. And you and I talking about these guys out there that wonder what I actually do, even though that feels negative to me, that brings about change having that conversation. Right. Yeah. And it's not like, <laughs> I really do think a majority of it isn't negative. It's just ignorance. I, I mean, yeah, I really do. Right. I, I, very little of it is actually meant to be 
you know, meant to hurt you or anyone else. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't think people right. really mean to hurt people. It's just, they just don't understand. So it comes off negative, but it's, it's really just out right. of, out of ignorance. Well, and I think women have endured it for so long that our instant judgment is to take it as negative. Mm. And that, that's a problem. We can't, we have to understand, like you're saying, there's this ignorance season. Of, there's a season of ignorance that we need to tactfully and respectfully address and just say, hey, you might not have known, but when you said that, it actually made me feel like this. Yeah, you know, well, and or, I experienced that yesterday because, because <laughs> again, I I thought it was fantastic, and I and then you said all that, yeah. I'm like holy smokes, I really need to you know think <laughs> twice about this stuff, and it's not just my you know feelings that are that are at stake here, and I think a lot of this negativity is also just because you're so public, and and so a lot of it I think is because you're a woman, and then there there is you know that other side of it where you're just you give people a really intimate look into your life, which, which is really, yeah. really cool and very difficult to do. Cause I do that and I still struggle with it. The vulnerability aspect, it's yep. really hard to open up your life to so many people that you don't really know. And so, but the cool thing about that, I mean, there's always going to be negativity there. It's just that when you do that, yeah, you just, you just kind of like, once you, I feel like there's a point where you, you take it very personally, or at least I took it super personally up until a certain point where you realize like, well, one, they're just miserable and you kind of start to feel bad for people like that because they have to go online and write terrible things about people when their profiles private with, you know, a fake profile picture. And then two is, you know, you're in the arena actually doing it. You know, there's a really fantastic quote. I don't know. I don't know it word for word, but it's about, you know, it's the man in the arena, you know, you're in the arena, you have the blood and the scars and the sweat, you are the one battling it out and everyone else is talking about it, but they're not in there with you. You're the one actually doing it. And I think there's a, a piece of that too, just because you're so, so public in this industry. Yeah. And that's been a conscious choice. And, and I feel like as I push why, why it was important for you and I to have this part two conversation is my push this year is really about people need to get more vulnerable yeah. and have more conversations like this or show more of their life on social media besides an equipment, piece of equipment and dirt so that our industry looks attractive, that we're not just all about production because it kind of looks like that still, even though we're not. Yep. Um, so in my push to do that, there's going to be some kickback. And that's what I learned yesterday is I'm not going to change how vulnerable I am on social media, I want to put it out there, but that's going to mean questions. That's going to mean there's perceptions out there that might be misguided. And like you said, I have to be okay with that because I'm still in the arena doing the work and responding. It's so easy to get defensive in those moments. I feel like we've all encountered that with a negative, not negative, but maybe ignorant comment or some negative feedback. We get defensive. And I, I mean, I really felt like after you asked me the first question, I had to be like uh, Godzilla on the top of the Empire State Building and beat my chest and be like, wait a minute, me, me, me. I, here's what I do. And da, da, da. And I was like, that didn't, that response didn't even sound like me. Normally I own what the team does. Yeah. Not what I do. Yep. It's not about me. Yeah. And that's it's something about Trevor. Well, you said Dad, that yesterday. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> I guess that's, that's another very important thing to note here is like, you kind of had to make it about you because I was making it about you, but, but 
Yeah. In reality, you very rarely say me, if at all, it's all, you know, we, and and I I do that too. And even when I was starting out, (laughs) I would always say we mostly to make us sound bigger (laughs) because when it was just me and then people that knew it was just me, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, do you have a mouse in your pocket? Who's we? And, (laughs) but now it's just ingrained in me. I don't, I don't like talking about me. It's, it's a team effort. I'm, I'm a very small percentage of it now. And you, and you are too. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that was what kind of triggered me. Trevor listened to the first five minutes and he like looked at me like, so that didn't sound at all like you, what's going on here? And I'm like, yeah, I definitely got, you know, offended and defensive and, here I was saying, I do everything. You know, I look back and I'm like, oh, I can't believe we're airing this. But you know what? That's okay. I went through that vulnerable moment of, of I had to defend myself. And it, it wasn't right because it, it was me saying, I do everything. And it's like, no, the team collectively does everything and we get shit done. Yep. It's amazing. That, that would have been a better poise. But I'm glad I went through this process to learn and be able to show women when they're having those moments of feeling defensive, like don't do it. Don't defend yourself. Don't get offended. You know, don't get insecure. Don't compare yourself to others. I mean, right away when I answered you, I was like, well, why aren't they asking Keaton and Jimmy and Ryan? And I started comparing myself. It's like, no, here's my response. Yeah. Here's what I do. Here's what we do. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the work. Let's Mm. talk about a better industry, which we got into some great, great points on that podcast of how to make a difference in this industry. So I'm so grateful that we moved past first question and you thought I responded well. So uh, very well. Your- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, the other 50 minutes was awesome. That's why I was like, Oh it man, I don't want to delete it. Cause that it was awesome. And uh, I think you believe comparing yourself to others, that's not just a, I think that's just a human thing wanting to compare yourself to, to everyone else. And, and I do it all the time, but I think, like if nothing else I've learned over the past year, you just have to prove yourself to you. And if you're proving yourself to you every day, you're, you're fine. That's long-term. good. Yeah. That's good. And I think that's, you know, across the board, youth, men, women, young, old, we have to prove ourselves, not just to ourselves, but we have a world watching that we want to join us. Yep. So, yep. you know, let's, let's have some fun. Let's get through the bias and barriers you know, and do and build our world in a way that's exciting for people that want to join the industry. But comparing yourself, you're right. That is human nature. I was pretty hard on myself. Like, why did I compare myself right away? But that's a tendency for everyone. Yeah. And and you're probably your, get anything done. You're probably your worst critic too. Cause I know that's how I am. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm a very harsh critic to myself. People tell me great job for something. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell are they even talking about? Like I could have done Right. You know, these five things way better. Like I, I don't deserve any kind of congratulations. Like there, no, I'm not even, that was, that was terrible, but I guess you have to give yourself a pat on the back every once in a while. Absolutely. Well, I just have to say, I mean, I commend you for having that difficult conversation with me yesterday and staying in the arena. We both got in the arena and had just an awesome, not comfortable conversation. And I really, you helped me work through it. And you said, hey, negative is okay. Being uncomfortable, you're going to have to get comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and you, then you were willing to have a part two. And you're like, hey, I wish we would have recorded this. Let's have a part two and let's address this conversation, this capsule of you know, bias that we all need to work on. You're putting your money where your mouth is. Everyone's saying they want change, Aaron. Everyone is. 
but are they willing to have difficult conversations like this to bring on change, which I know you've encountered out there in the field. Yeah. And well, and the nice, the nice thing about this platform specifically and the way I've, you know, created BuildWit is no one owns what I say. And so I have this platform where I can kind of just say whatever I want. And within reason, I can't go, you know, start, I can't go, you know, start promoting politics and all that. I I'm careful about all that, but I think here, and I really wanted you to talk, you know, very freely about this. I wanted to talk freely about this because I think that's the only way we're going to change. But I don't think there's a lot of other places where we can have we could have this conversation. Like we couldn't. No, I know you're going to have not. a lot of press coming up, like around Con Expo. You're doing a ton around Con Expo, way more than I am. And but yeah. you know, a big manufacturer, they can't. I don't think they can have a conversation like this because they're so afraid of making people mad at the same time and alienating people. But yeah, I don't really care. And do what. Was I a little afraid to have this conversation? I was because there yeah. is that internal like, oh God, like what are people going to think? I don't want to make people mad. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> but you know, you have that for 10 seconds. And you're like, all right, no, 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 this needs to happen. Like who cares what people think? Like this needs to happen. And then this, and these interviews are there for you, not really me. So I wanted, this is important too, because I really wanted you to be comfortable with the first episode. Cause if you were uncomfortable with it, there's no point in me publishing it, you know, for my own gain. It's, it's really about you. So right. I'm glad we, right. I'm glad well, we cleared all this up. Me too. And it is the best part of your platform. There's we, I can say to you that made me frustrated. Let's talk about that. I can't do that with any other interview. It has to be, you know, it has to be kind of polished and, and cookie cutter and it's meant to be connected to, products and equipment and yep. this conversation made me comfortable to start asking these equipment manufacturers who are all about women in the industry so is there a woman on your product development team do they <laughs> sit in the seat i love that <laughs> did, did you design that seat for a man's body or a woman's body so you started uh, something aaron that nice. i'm so grateful for now i'm getting comfortable Perfect. being uncomfortable and, and i don't know if these upcoming interviews they'll have to really prepare themselves. So thank you for that. That's a talent that you have to just brush off. And what did we talk about? I kind of want to dance around opening the door and slowly, warmly get you comfortable and then open the door. You're like, we got to kick the damn door down. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have time to slowly open it. I just want to kick it in. And if there's something bad on the other side, like just figure it out once I do it. Yeah. Um, But the best part of you. So thank you for being willing to kick down the door of bias and let's move forward. You know, let's do some awesome shit together. Well, awesome. I'm glad we cleared this up. Hopefully this is received well. Hopefully this helps some people. I know like you're helping and inspiring more people than I, I know that you realize. I mean, you are really, really changing things, I believe. And it'll be pretty wow. cool to cool to see where you guys are just business wise, you know, where the dumpster company's at, where the excavating demolition company's at, and where you just as a brand and, and person are in a few years here. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, thank you. It's exciting. And I'm just really working hard to try to afford to hire Build Wit to handle all my marketing. You guys are kicking so much ass over there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Hey, I know Christina's we'll been working there. pro bono for a while now. Yeah, right. Well, well, let's keep doing the work and I'm excited to see you at ConExpo in a couple of weeks. Let's do another episode. Okay. Sounds good to me. ConExpo. We're going to do something live for the people. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> all Safe right. travels this week, my friend. Thanks, Missy. I appreciate it. Yeah, later. See ya. Okay.